What is my purpose? What is my meaning? What is it that makes me feel fulfilled and happy and joyful? And those are hard things to figure out. Okay. They take time. Like you have to stick to it and, and really find that clarity because once you do, it really becomes like a North star for us in our lives. Microphone check one, two, what is this? You're now listening to a brand new episode of the Play Big Faster podcast. Look what you done started. Talk to him. Attorney, high performance coach, and speaker Cherie Prince asks hard questions to really get to the bottom of what makes entrepreneurs tick. From starting a business, marketing, strategies, and the ins and outs of their industries. We talk everything from book recommendations, lifestyle hacks, and everything possible to get you inspired and motivated to build your own business. The Play Big Faster podcast starts now. Let's go. Welcome to another edition of the Play Big Faster podcast. We are joined today by Di Manuel. And this guy is so awesome. Any man who steps out front and says he's still dating his wife after, yes, decades, we love him already. But he's here today to talk to us a little bit about his lifestyle business where he does high performance coaching. He's also a 10x speaker and a published author. Di, how are you doing today? A lot better now that I'm talking to you. Yeah, no, I've been looking forward to this conversation. I know we connected a, a little while ago and just to be here face to face, it's exciting. And also, I know we had a little side conversation before we hit record or, or started in on this. And it's just so nice to because you said it earlier, this ability to connect with people around the world. Like what a cool age we live in and what a cool medium we get to play with. Yeah, thank, thanks for the opportunity to be here today. I'm, I'm really honored. We are honored to have you. When I came across your bio, I was just so impressed about the balance mm -hmm. and the whole life concept that you bring. And on the podcast, we try to provide resources for entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And so when I ran across your whole life fitness manifesto, I was mm -hmm. like, okay, I got to talk to this guy. So if we can start there, tell us sure. who you are and what that is. And we just love to know more about you. Thank you. Listen, I like any of us out there, my life story's been anything but a straight line. <laughs> it's been a little bit of left over and under, back and forth, a lot of going backwards before I could go forwards. And I bring this to light because I'm coming up on my 47th birthday, four, almost five decades on this planet. I can say, honestly say I've made a lot of mistakes along the way, but I've also learned from a lot of those. And, and maybe we call that maturity. We call it life experience. I don't know. I just call it I don't want to make the same mistakes again. But I've been someone that's come to the health industry, but not naturally. A lot of people that are in the health and wellness space, because first and foremost, if I have to talk about titles, the titles that actually get me excited is that I'm a dad. I got two great teenage, actually they're young adults now, 19 and 21, two daughters. that has been a big part of my life, obviously. And then I've been dating my wife for 23 years. Now, th those are the titles that I get excited for. Now, as far as how do I create impact in the world? How do I get remunerated for the stuff that I do out in the world? It's all really just about helping people navigate change. That's it. Like whether it's personally or professionally, because you know this and I know this. I mean, think we were talking about COVID before we, we hit record, right? All of us found ourselves. We pretty much woke up one morning and our entire planet changed overnight. And yeah. yeah. And that was a lot of forced change, right? It's not like we signed up saying, hey. Can you give me some more change here? Like whoever wakes up in the morning saying, hey, I want some big change today. Like we just don't. We're rather change averse. And so I really try to support people with having a healthier, more productive, but also a more connected and purposeful relationship with change in their life. And yeah, that's pretty much what I do. And I help people with fitness, nutrition, mindset, really just 
how do you unlock that potential that's in us to really have a great quality life? And, and then along the way, I just get to remind people of all the mistakes I've made and hopefully gives a little, little bit of light on the steps that they have in front of them that they won't follow the same mistakes that I did, you know? And, and that's where the mentorship really versus coaching comes into play. Okay. How about this? Can we start with the five Fs? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Let me tell you this. I think all of us, when we find ourselves in periods where we feel disconnected from the lives that we're living. And what I mean by that is every once in a while we wake up in the morning and we're like, man, I got to go to work today. <laughs> I really just don't want to go to work. I'm not excited to do that. And yet we find ourselves sometimes just going through the motions. And yet every opportunity we get to dream or have a vision or, or think about some different sort of situation for ourselves, it's often very different than the things that we're doing. And sometimes when we look at that picture, it's also because the things that we're doing might be out of alignment from what we call our values. The things that are non-negotiable, the things that we're like, no, I don't care what I'm doing in life, but this is going to be a big part of it. And I'm not going to negotiate on that. As an example, Family is one of those things for me. And someone that also works as a professional speaker, while my kids were younger, I would often say yes to go away, to go speak at conferences and events. And inevitably, I'd be away from my family, which would make me feel very disconnected because family is one of my values. I want to prioritize that. And yet I found myself doing things that would often be the opposite of that value, which would leave me feeling not whole. Sometimes second guessing the things I'm doing, even though I love speaking, I didn't love it enough that I would sacrifice on that value. And so where I'm going with this is, especially when it comes to physical and health changes, I know those are the things that we often think about. And it's the things that we take for granted. You know, one day we wake up and it's like, oh, there's a new ache and pain. <laughs> Where did that one come from? <laughs> and I'm in my 40s now. So it's, I swear every day I wake up and there's another pain or some sort of nuisance that's just magically appeared. And But there's ways to deal with that, to navigate that. But we have to have some intentionality in the things that we do every day, especially the things that we prioritize to keep ourselves in a healthy place. And what I found was after being in the health and wellness industries for almost three decades, 28 years of literally helping people with fitness and nutrition and mindset, I kept hearing the same thing over and over again. It was either time, lack thereof, but also a lack of understanding where to start and how to do the things that are actually going to move the needle in the right direction. And there's just a lot of information out there. There's a lot. It's hard. I, I get it. Pick up any magazine and you'll find on one magazine, it talks about one way of pay, potentially eating, you know, a certain type of diet, if you will. And then you pick up the other magazine, which might vilify what you just read in the one and say, our nutrition plan's the best plan. And it's like, holy smokes, who's right? Who's wrong? And so I wanted to provide a resource that gave people a lot of direction, but more importantly, gave them the inspiration, motivation, and the education that they need to actually be self-reliant or to develop that agency, to be able to do the things for themselves that they know is important, that they want to do, but sometimes they struggle to actually follow through with. Gotcha. And that's where the whole life fitness manifesto comes in my book. It's, and it all centers around this idea of the five F's. And, and again, this model is mine. And I'm not saying that these are the same values everybody else has, but I like to encourage people, figure out what your five core values are because it's gonna help you in life. It's gonna help you get clarity on the direction, also give you clarity on what to say yes and what to say no to. And for me, my five Fs are fitness, faith, 
family finances with a big overarching roof of fun, okay? Because if I'm not smiling at least once a day, I know I, I have room for improvement. And so those five Fs are guiding lights for me. And as an example, that family, as I was sharing before, I, I got to a point where I was just like, sheesh, family is a core value. It's important. If I continuously get asked to go away from family, to do things that rob me from that time with family, and really that connectedness with my family, that's a clear no for me. Because I know if I say yes to the opportunity and it starts to erode that value, I'm going to be left not feeling very good. And when we don't feel good, let's just say some of our decisions aren't always the healthiest. Um, exactly. Been 15 years since I had a drink. There's a whole story to that, but I can tell you, like that was one thing that I used to do to deal with that disconnectedness, to distract myself from some of that emptiness I would feel. Even though it was self-subjected, <laughs> I was still trying to basically distract myself from the, the pain and discomfort I was feeling. And, and that was alcohol. All of us have different vices that we use to mask some of those negative feelings we have. But there's always a healthier way through it. And, and so that's really where that book and these five F's have come into. But again, I believe everyone's got a good solid five values that once you figure it out, watch out. Like it, it's just, you're going to have more fun. You're going to get more things done, but you're really going to enjoy the things that you're doing every day a lot more too. So let's talk about that because yeah. since the pandemic and the world shut down, mm. I think the for Zoom is probably quadrupled with more right. people using digital platforms. <laughs> Yep. How has that changed for you in terms of having to be away from family and doing those things that feed your core values? Yeah, for me, like things have changed a little bit because it was a number of years ago, actually, before the pandemic, my wife and I made a very, some people <laughs> that know us uh, thought it was a rather brash decision and, and maybe a little bit rushed. But for me, it was a long time coming, uh, even though people may not be aware of that. But I ultimately left a career of 17 years. And shortly after I left my career, about a month later, my wife quit her job. A couple months after that, we pulled the kids out of school, gave away our stuff, packed up an SUV and started traveling. And we had no itinerary, no plan. And to be fair, we didn't have a lot of savings either. But we knew that this is something that we wanted to do. We wanted to capitalize on collecting experiences, not stuff. And also our kids were young enough at that time that they still thought mom and dad were cool. It was easy to get them to, to follow along and just embrace this sort of nomadic lifestyle for a few years. And it really was awesome. It was amazing. We experienced a lot of things. There was some tough stuff at times like, All right, where are we going to sleep tonight? Oh, I don't know. Well, maybe we'll pitch a tent to the local park here, right? Like, whatever. Or we'll, we'll park at the Walmart and we'll sleep in the SUV. Like there, there were some humorous moments now I can think about it, but at the time it was pretty tense. And but the thing was, we were together and we were creating this experience together and this, these memories. And, and I don't regret that decision. And for us, that was about a five-year period and two and a half years were spent in Southeast Asia, specifically Bali, Indonesia, before we moved back right before the pandemic. And so we had adapted this more nomadic lifestyle. I, I had already transitioned from doing things offline to doing things online. And so it gave me choices as far as where do I have to work? Anywhere with a Wi-Fi connection, quite frankly. So it gave me a little bit of flexibility that way. And there was still enough coming in that we could support the family, at least in that mo mode. But coming back to Vancouver, that's where we live. And we returned back to Vancouver right before the pandemic. So my kids, my daughters specifically could finish high school here. And within literally just a few months of returning, the whole world shuts down. It was tough. 
like I struggled just as much as the next person because I came back to Vancouver with all these ideas and aspirations and excitement to rekindle certain relationships and communities. And as I started doing that, everything shut down. And so you had to figure out a new way of doing things. One thing that was successful for me that, that worked well for me was transitioning to my men's groups from an in-person gathering to now doing it on Zoom. So we still had that connection. It wasn't quite the same, but it still was a wonderful support piece for myself and, and for other men, even though it was very different. And so what I mean by all this is like as much as we might find certain quality of life, certain standards of life get compromised when we have a big change like that, I like to believe that we are resilient that we can figure out another way to do things. Just because I can't do it one way doesn't mean I can't do it another way. And I think that was the piece that I really took away from the pandemic was that, you know what? I'm not so quick to say no to myself. I'm like, why not? Is there another way? And can I extend a hand and ask for help? And so those are really what I learned from that, those couple of years coming out of it is having that direction. I don't know how it went for you, but it, for based on our conversation earlier, it sounds like you've had a very productive pandemic, especially with the launch of a wonderful podcast like this, right? Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was informed. But for you, when did you decide to write the book? At what point did you decide you wanted to do the book? I'd already been in fitness for probably close to 20 years at the point when I finally decided, you know what, I've got a book in me. And before that, my wife and I, we had volunteered every Sunday to host free fitness classes. And so we called it our Sunday Fun Day community, and specifically Sunday Fun Day Throwdowns. And we would invite people to come on out. They'd bring their kids. Sometimes they'd bring their grandparents. Like we had the whole gamut showing up. And the only condition that we would tell people was you have to come with a positive attitude and be ready to support everybody else that's there. It's not just about you. It's about all of us. And it was awesome. And also at the same time, I got to test a lot of different sort of coaching cues and different ways of helping and supporting people with making some of those physical, emotional, spiritual, even psychological shifts. And I realized, okay, there's something to this. And I already had the 20 years in the fitness space of seeing every excuse under the sun of why we can't <laughs> do certain physical changes or shifts health-wise. And I said, you know what, enough's enough. I want to give people a simple process that they can just follow and they'll start to experience positive changes. But it's all around the principle of the 2% solution, which is prioritizing 30 minutes of every 24 hours. That's 2% of every day to something very intentional to help you develop yourself personally and professionally. More so on the personal, because anything you do to yourself personally is going to impact you professionally. I love and, that. Yeah, and, and it's been about nine years since I originally got the idea and concept to start drafting the book, but it's coming up on eight years, actually be eight years in January since it was published and released. So it's, yeah, it's been quite the journey and a lot of fun, but also more importantly, because it's given people something that's simple, to, to implement and get them started. Uh, as I tell everybody, it's not an end-all be-all program, but it's a great thing to get you started. And then from there, watch out because there's so many different directions you can go once you have that inner confidence that you can do this, you can make health changes. It's very empowering, right? Very empowering. Now, how did that lead us to the TEDx stage? During this sort of shift away from my past career, and a big part of that was I had changed so much when I stopped drinking. This is almost 15 years ago. I, I stopped drinking. My wife asked me one day after 
let's just say my alcohol consumption was very regular and it was used as more of an escape. Um, but it was also very normalized. Everybody I associated with per professionally, especially all alcohol was always there. It was always around. Um, and so it was just such a normal thing, but it really started to affect my life personally with my wife, my kids, just everything. It, things got unruly. And my wife asked me a question one day. She's are you being the kind of man that you'd want to marry your daughters? Oh, yeah. It, it was a very, pardon the pun, but a sobering question. Like it, it was that question where honestly, it was very triggering. I got very upset, but at the same note, I was like, why am I so upset about this question? Why I'm upset because I'm upset at myself because I couldn't honestly answer it and say I was. And that was the first time I think I was really, truly honest with myself saying, gosh, this thing that I'm doing daily, when I'm modeling and mentoring to not only my family, but to my communities, wow, yeah, this isn't who I want to be. It's not who I ever envisioned myself being. And it started to make some changes. I stopped drinking. And, and I started getting to work to figure out me and figure out what is it that I want with life? What is my purpose? What is my meaning? What is it that makes me feel fulfilled and happy and joyful? And those are hard things to figure out, okay? They take time. They, they take energy. They take diligence, right? Like you have to stick to it and, and really find that clarity. Because once you do, it really becomes like a North Star for us in our lives. It helps guide us and helps us figure out what we can say yes to, but also what we can say no to. And with the book, it was the first stepping stone to ultimately bringing me to the TEDx stage because I started to get a lot more comfortable with people in large groups, as well as at the individual, started really improving my mentorship and my coaching skills. And I started to also do that introspection where I realized I really didn't have a lot of close male friends. Well, there was really no other men that I had a really deep connection with. And that challenged me and troubled me both at the same time, because I felt that I wanted a deeper connection with other men. I wanted to be able to look at another guy and not feel automatically like he's competition <laughs> or be worried that if I was vulnerable with him, that he might, you know, misquote me, take a, a advantage of what I just shared. Like there was all these sort of fears and concerns about, oh, can't be vulnerable, can't open up to another guy let alone my daughters, my wife, or, or other family. But professional conversations, I could open up all the time. But the personal conversations I struggled with. And I started a process. I started down a journey of really trying to understand why is that and how do I change that? And I realized the biggest thing that I was missing was just a safe place to connect with other men, share authentic conversations, and be supportive of one another without any hidden agendas. And that led me to start a group called Mentorship Monday, Mentorship Mondays. And we, a bunch of guys get together every Monday night for dinner and conversation. And, and it was incredible, this men's group that we formed. And it was so life-changing for me, as well as the others that participated. And that was what inspired the TEDx talk, was that experience that I had over those few years of running those groups while we were living overseas. I was like, I want to share this. This is a story I need to tell. And, and so that's what led to the TEDx stage. I love that. And definitely keep dating your wife. She's a keeper. Oh, she is. Oh, trust me. As long as she'll keep me, I'll keep on dating her. <laughs> you know, I've heard you mention a couple of times about the different groups that you're a part mm -hmm. of and your mentorship and your coaching. If someone was interested in working with you, how can they find you? 
Oh, fortunately for me, I've got a really unique name. Dai is a Welsh name for David, and it's spelled D-A-I. Last name's Manuel, a Portuguese last name, which is N-A-N-U-E-L. If you can spell my name on any social media platform or just in your Google browser, you will find me and you'll find me relatively easily. <laughs> and I just say, just shoot me a message. Just say, hey, what's going on? I'm working on some changes. Here's what I'm working on. I, I just like having conversations and connecting with people. So uh, that, that's usually the easiest way. And I'll definitely have all your social media links in the show notes. And you also yeah. have a website, www.joinwlfm.com. Yep. It's being revamped right now, but that's the same, that whole life fitness manifesto. That's what the acronym is there, WLFM. And uh, that's the title of the book. And uh, for anybody that wants to join the online program of that and the community, yeah, that's the best link to, to use, but there's a whole new website going live and a whole new community going live as well. So depending on when this goes live, they might be redirected to a different link, but for now that will work just fine. <laughs> last question for you. Yeah. If you had one piece of advice on how someone could play big faster, what would mm. it be? To be fair, I, I think mentorship is really what inspired me for growth. And because and, it's a little bit different than coaching, right? Like coaching is great. It, it is a really, it's a skill. It's also a, very much a trait. And it's amazing what people can support others with good coaching skills and practices and exercises. But the mentorship piece that's usually people that have already maybe achieved a certain level of success in an area that you yourself want to achieve success in or change. And so those are people that the easiest way to say it is they're the trailblazers. They're a few steps ahead of you, right? On that same journey that you want to go on. And I encourage people, find a mentor. Seek that person out that's already a few steps ahead of you. Connect with them. Ask them for support. Be prepared that you might have to remunerate them. Not always mentors are going to be open to just taking you on. I've paid mentors to work with them. I've literally bought some of their time so they could support me. And that's okay, just like any other professional, right? Because the time is worth it. But doing that and making that investment in myself, it was amazing how quickly results would happen versus me trying to make the whole change on my own. I think we all know that is two steps forward, one step back, right? Like that, that sort of staggered progress where I found when I had a mentor, it, it just makes the path much more clear. And plus you get the accountability, you get that confirmation, but you also get the camaraderie, the friendship. That's the biggest thing I can really recommend because I know it was instrumental in my life in many different stages at, at my development. And I love the fact that you refer to it as an investment. It's not an expense. It's an investment no. in yourself. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. And everyone else, till next time, play big faster. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Play Big Faster podcast. Want more entrepreneurial content? I like this. Make sure to subscribe for future episodes. I already subscribed. I just clicked on it. Don't forget to like and leave a review. Share with a friend that needs this in their life. I think you need this more than I. Oh, and make sure to follow Cherie on IG at Cherie Speaks. And remember to play big faster.